We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We originate from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Should you see fit... To jump in the show this evening via the emails, there is a certain way you can do that, and let me tell you how you can do that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com or on the Twitter and Instagrams at bbqcentralshow. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up at about uh, noon today. That's when we've been sending it out here over the last handful of weeks around noon. So you can see at lunch break what you have to look forward to this evening on the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It is the second Tuesday of the month and new year. And of course, that is going to bring the first hour visit from the creator of the AmazingRibs.com website. Meathead Goldwyn will join us. For his two segments here on the show, uh, we will talk about a number of topics. There are a tremendous amount of Facebook posts that we'll try to get into. I believe Meathead is quickly preparing for what may or may not be a nationally televised cooking appearance next week. So, hey, 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 what can I tell you? We'll find out all that information. Then in the second hour, and it has been scouring and being plastered all across social media channels here since late last evening, at 1014, we will indeed announce the 2018 Smithfield Grant recipients with none other than the pork princess herself, Emily Detweiler, hotly anticipated, if I may say that. A lot of big names saying, hey, tune into the Barbecue Central show, especially in the second hour on that 1014 segment. So you can catch Emily and Greg talk about all of those 2018 Smithfield Grant program recipients. So be sure to tune in. If you know somebody that put in application for that, tell them to make sure that they hit up the website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and then click on those top three options in order to take in the show live. Of course, podcasts, you can get it whenever you want as long as you should subscribe to the show, which we can talk about later as well. And then helping me close the show at 1035 as a person who's been on the show a few times. He is a Texas barbecue guy and the 
expert when it comes to the San Antonio barbecue cook-off. Steve Grahams will be joining me. Hello. So looking forward to catching up with Steve and seeing what's happening out there. Did I did I say Craig? No, I didn't say that. Meathead. I said Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com, right? Meathead, you can call me out on the air when we get to you here in just a matter of minutes. I don't remember the last time I did that on accident. I think on tape, the only time I have that, well, maybe once otherwise, but I think there is a very, very, very old rib roundtable archive where I use the C word when referring to meathead. (laughs) (laughs) Not the C word some of you people are thinking about either, by the way. So that's what's happening. Meathead Goldwyn at 914-935. Emily Detweiler revealing the 2018 Smithfield Grant Program and the 1035 segment with Steve Grahams talking about the San Antonio barbecue cook-off amongst other items. If you want to jump in via the email, do so. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And I will get them up as I as quickly as I possibly can. I did see a Facebook chat question. By the way, if you are on the live show Facebook, you can get in touch with the show by leaving at least a forward comment. That will get put up. And the moderators will decide if what you have asked is good enough to kick over to me. I have a completely different screen, so I don't see exactly what they're seeing. Time in, time out. But if there is something that you would like to ask me, then uh, please, by all means, let me know. What happened here? It was there. It's it's gone. We synced it not? Yeah. Okay, we're synced. I don't know what happened there. Active host? Did I did I activate that? Well, anyway, Diane Me was asking a question. Diane, if you've missed, uh, I don't know, the last month and a half of the show, I was mentioning well in advance before the turn of the year that the show would not be on Outdoor Cooking Channel at the first of the year moving forward. It would be a Facebook product. It would also be a YouTube Live product, and it would also continue to be a live audio stream product. All three of those accessibilities right there on the main website, so click and enjoy. Let me ask a favor of you, if I've been doing the last number of weeks here right at the top. Regardless of the platform that you listen on via podcast, please go ahead and take the time to rate and review the show. This helps bump visibility in that particular platform, so I would thank you in advance for that help. If you're new to the show, if this is a brand new year for you, you're just getting into the barbecue and grilling community. Somehow you found the show, the longest-running, most popular barbecue and grilling live show and podcast on the face of the earth. You need to know that there are a few rules here to the show. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and revisit these rules. Rule number one, no names, please. Goes without saying. Whenever possible, we try not to use names. We always say, and by the way, I was talking to somebody, no names, please. Rule number two, don't get hooked, right? What does that mean? Means don't let somebody drag you into what you know is going to be some type of social media turmoil or real-life turmoil. Don't get hooked. Don't fall for it. Be the bigger person. Walk away. Take the high road. Or just don't get involved. Don't get hooked. Rule number three. 
Most important, if it's free, it's me. Yeah. Rule to live by right there. Rule number four of the Barbecue Central show. If the meat is good, something good is going to happen. I think that goes without saying. And rule number five. Don't snappy snap on the Snapchat. That's right. Don't snappy snap on the Snapchat. So, those are the five rules of the show. I think in 2018 it would be a great idea if we were somehow able to manage a couple more new rules for the show. So, I'm very much excited about the current rules, and I would love to also talk about any new rules that you think might be applicable here to this show. Speaking of no names, please, I got an email from a listener whose email address is bbqcentralite at (laughs) gmail.com. So obviously trying to stay under the veil of anonymity and the email reads, Dear Greg, have you been keeping up with the IBCA drama? I think it would be a good idea and make for an entertaining segment. An informative segment, if you were able to get Craig Sherry on and explain his side of what he was thinking with the proposed changes and amendments, even better if you were to have someone on the opposite side of the argument for a debate. But that's unlikely. I enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. Sincerely, I'm not kidding. I have the email. No names, please. Rule number one of the show. Congratulations. Congratulations. No names, please, let me ask you, or let me answer that for you. Uh, I have, obviously, been keeping tabs on what's been happening, not only in IBCA, but various sanctioning bodies of barbecue all the way through. I try and do it each and every day, each and every week. I have people in Texas, obviously, Doug Scheiding, the embedded Texas correspondent, keeping me up to speed on all of the things that I should be knowing about. I have reached out to Craig Sherry to come on and talk about, I think— what was probably his best attempt at handling things that are hot or that he thinks could get moved forward without having to wait all the way until the end of the year. I'm not going to speak for Craig. So the invitation is out to him. And if he decides to come on, then obviously we will have him on. Craig Cherry, of course, known for not pulling any punches. So if he decides to come on, you know you're going to get it straight from him. All right, let me talk to you before we get to Meathead Goldwyn about Green Mountain Grills. Folks, I've had a Green Mountain Grill on my backyard, at least one of them, for the last seven or eight years. It started out with a Jim Bowie. I have since added a uh, Daniel Boone. Now, the Daniel Boone has been more relegated to the, I guess what I would call the pizza oven of the two, although... With that pizza oven insert, it can go in between a Jim Bowie and a Daniel Boone. So if you have one or the other, never fear. Get the pizza insert for sure. But since I have the really big one, the Jim Bowie, and I have the middle of the road one in size, the Daniel Boone, up until last week, it was uh, this past weekend, it was relegated to just the pizza. So here's what you can do. You can ramp up. It will show on the digital temperature readout a 500 degree temperature now whether you want to grill in there 
That's your prerogative. You can certainly smoke roast. You can certainly low and slow. You can bake if you like wood smoke on whatever you're baking, bread or desserts or whatever. You can buy pellets from Green Mountain Grills to fire all of the different ranges of pellet cookers. If you want something for a tailgate, they have a Davy Crockett model that can get one or two pork butts. So even though it's a little easier to take with you on trips and so forth, it still has the capacity to cook a decent amount of food. Remember, two pork butts, if everybody's not eating a ridiculous amount, can feed 35, 40 people, depending on, again, how much people are putting in their mouths. So, again, you're not sacrificing capacity for portability, and you can plug it into a 12-volt in your car or truck, or if you can run an extension cord to some power outlet, really, you're off and running. Just put pellets in there, and away you go. All you have to do is visit the website, greenmountaingrills.com. That's greenmountaingrills.com, and check out everything that they have to offer. I believe the online barbecue competition they were running over the last month and a half or so had just recently ended, so check them out. For the results on that, if you took part and see where you finished up, again, it's GreenMountainGrills.com, and we are back with Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around. Be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rub seasonings, barbecue sauces, and grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products tested on the competition circuit as well as in the backyard worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood or cul-de-sac and visit butcherbbq.com. Stock up now. Always trust your butcher. Words to live by. All right, my next guest can be found here on the second Tuesday of each and every month. A hugely best-selling author, the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website ever. On the face of the earth, of course, we are racing over to meet up with Meathead Goldwyn once again. Meathead, how are you, my friend? Ah, good to be with you in the Centralites again. Meathead, I, I, I mean, do I need to apologize? Did I say the C word to you? Yeah, you did. That's I did? All right. Why is that? I, I never do that. It's oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I, I feel like the Cavs played last night when I do something like that. Not very good. <laughs> Uh, Meathead, we have a lot of items to cover here this evening, and I had alluded to it right in the open there. You said, hey, I'm busy prepping for what may or may not be a national TV cooking appearance. So... yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on, um, it's a Chicago channel, WGN, right. but they're national. Oh, yeah. In fact, I was just up in Calgary, of all places, turned on the TV, and there was WGN, uh, world's greatest network. It's, um, uh, 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 I, I, well, I think it was the first Superstation. But in any case, they're going to have me on around 9, 
940 or 950 with a couple of 30 second teases starting around 920 through whatever I'm just gonna I'm, I'm cooking um, the theme is um, couch gating which I'm we should possibly talk about tonight okay. I mean it's football season man I don't know about you but I'm a football fan um, and uh, I, I boy I, I stayed up late and watched the game last night I was bleary and uh, that was a heck of a game uh, what fun um and i hate nick saban oh geez I, i'm a gator you see oh but okay but in, in any case uh um you know uh, when you're having people over for dinner you're gonna couch gate you uh you don't want to serve them plates with knives and forks so i'm gonna serve i'm gonna cook tomorrow chinese style ribs instead of your standard southern barbecue ribs we're going to do that, and, and they're, I'm roasting them in the oven indoors right now, oh. and the house just smells fantastic. Uh, the five-spice uh, seasoning is just filling the house. Is is It's on the website, Chinese char siu-style ribs. You can cook them indoors or outdoors. They're better without smoke, so I often oh. cook them indoors in winter, and uh, they're just wonderful. So are you using... Baby back ribs, or do you yeah. use something completely different, or what? <clears throat> you can use any kind of ribs. In fact, you can use this. It's a marinade. You can use this marinade with pork loin or tenderloin, mm. um, and it just has that the classic Chinese flavor. It's got to, when you spit when you talk about Chinese flavors. At least in this country, we're talking about um, sesame oil, five spice powder, and um, uh, hoisin sauce. Those are the three flavors that really we associate with Chinese restaurant food. And um, it's got all three of them, plus a little brandy, which never hurts, and some uh, uh, other herbs and spices. And it's just a fun marinade, and it makes really good Asian-style ribs. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, the first ribs I ever tasted were in a Chinese restaurant, not, you know, at a barbecue joint. Do you uh, put on that... Uh special magic dust that makes the rib pink without any smoke ring no no i don't um you can use that's um that would be um uh pink salt which is sodium nitrite um no um what makes a lot of the chinese ribs red they, they have a smoke ring often but they're not smoked they're cooked in a gas um oven uh, often a vertical oven and you can get a smoke ring from gas. Um, it, it ain't easy, but you can get it from gas. And they have this red color, and that often is red food coloring. Hmm. And I'm not using it tonight, but I have used it before when I wanted to make it look authentic. So when we talk about this couch-gating meathead, and I don't know if that's a term that is widely known or if it's gaining popularity or if we've already <laughs> I, ebbed and flowed and i think i i, I may i may be uh, you're the coin phraser the originators of right. it. i don't know so <laughs> what aside from a fun play on words of tailgating which obviously means you're maybe at a stadium or you're outside and you're doing yeah, all right. the food preparation couch gating has a little bit more of a homey feel so what is entailed in a proper couch gate well first of all couch gating is for guys like you and me whose teams suck this year and are not in the playoffs, and we're not going to the game. So, I mean, if I mean, I, I used to go to Bears games in January with my best buddy, 
And it, that's fun, going out and tailgating in a parking lot with, you know, six inches of snow, and it's 10 degrees, and you crank up the little span. You know, we used to love doing that, but uh, uh, especially for the Bears versus the Packers, that was always a, a hegira we always wanted to do. But, uh, um, you know, it's for what, those of us who are stuck home who love football and want to watch a good game. There's going to be some good games this weekend. And you have friends over. I mean, you want finger food. You don't want food that you got to hold a plate in your lap and knife and fork. You want finger food. Yeah, I mean, sandwiches are great. Pulled pork is a great option. It's a great sandwich food. Um, you can. Uh, uh, I like doing lamb lollipops. You take a rack of lamb, and you grill a rack of lamb, and then you slice it into individual bones, or I prefer to cut them two bones wide, and then I snap one bone off, so it's like a lollipop. Um, uh, cracklings, I mean, you can do cracklings, they're fantastic. Um, uh, turkey legs, uh, tur chicken legs, turkey legs, chicken wings, you know, everybody does wings. But you can do the Disney-style turkey legs. I have a re I have the Disneyland recipe, I, or I've come mighty close, I, it's not... They didn't give it to me, but I've I've reverse engineered. If you've been to Disneyland and had their famous turkey legs, they're cured with nitrite, mm. and they ha they're kind of hammy. And I mean, people who go there, they walk around with these monster. They're tom turkeys, they're oh, male yeah. turkeys, huge, and uh, they're very very popular. I've got that recipe, um, or I've come pretty darn close to duplicating it. Meathead, um, uh, you were talking yeah. about. Going to these tailgates when the Bears were really good. Diane Mee is jumping in right here. It says, uh, uh, is, that, is that when they were doing the Super Bowl shuffle? <laughs> it's been that long, Diane. That yes. was 1985. I know. We haven't been good since. Uh, I, I think our record is uh, close to uh, uh, the, 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 the Browns record where we both suck. No, I don't think so. I think the Bears won like five games this year, right? Yeah, we did, actually. Okay, yeah. well, uh, let's get out the calculator. That would be five more games than we won this year, Meathead. <laughs> did I hear that there was a parade in Cleveland yes. to celebrate yes. the perfect record? Yes. I, well, uh, as I say, we were undefeated at being defeated at a 0-16, and, and there was roughly 2,500 to 3,000 people that showed up on a beautiful, crisp, 18-degree day uh, below zero with the wind chill, of course. And oh. they did a quick loop around the stadium, and, and that was it. I mean, it's depressing and funny all at the same time, more depressing. I think it's very cool. I think it shows great style and wit and wisdom of the Cleveland fans. Well, that's up for debate depending on where you are and what side of the fandom you fall on for the Cleveland Browns. But nevertheless, so, Meathead, as we get back to the couch gating here, do we want to assume that a lot of this food is either A, made indoors wholly or in advance when it was warmer out and you're maybe doing some type of a reheat, or do you have to suck it up and go outside like I did this past weekend? I think you got to suck it up. I mean, I normally do. Now, we did have a stretch here in Chicago that was below 10 for like two weeks and below zero every evening after dark. That's pretty rough, and the deck got really slippery. I went out and did a split. I've never done a split before, but I, I did a split on my deck the other day. I was cooking octopus, of all things, and uh, I saved the octopus. You should have seen. I, it was a Three Stooges routine. I'm going down, and I'm juggling the pan in my hand. And <laughs> but, 
I saved the octopus, and it turned out pretty good. But uh, the deck was pretty nasty. But a, a lot of these, you you know, you, you could do indoors. Uh, these Asian, these Chinese-style char siu ribs are really pretty good indoors. Meathead Goldwyn joining me here from AmazingRibs.com. Check it out here if you've never been over there. I doubt you've never been over there, but uh, check out everything that he has to offer over there. And don't forget that you can... Also, spring for the $24 or so a year, have access to the Pitmasters Club, which is certainly very fun. Is that uh, still gaining popularity, Meathead? Uh, slowly. I th- you know, we, we haven't topped out yet. We were, we were growing really rapidly, and the, the, the growth curve is slow. But we're around 15,000 paid members, um, and uh, that's a nice number. Uh, that's, I think we've talked a little bit about this before. The internet business models have changed, and um, you cannot survive on advertising anymore. And the people who come and pay, I, I mean, I'm going to listen to Jess Prowse. I think I just read where Jess said her husband had quit her jo- his job and was going to work on the website. Or I something. believe she is not married, by the way. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. <laughs> um, but um, you know, I mean, that that's a, it's a rough road. Um, we were early adapters, got in early. We now support 10 individuals, Yeah, uh, almost full-time. I mean, you, you do some work for us. It's not full-time, but uh, I'd say there's another five or six who are part, six or so who are part-time. Um, we've just gotten, you know, because of the membership, we've been able to make it a business, and I'm, I'm very proud of that. And it's it's been growing. All right, Meathead, we have another couch-gating question for you. This one from uh-huh. somebody named Sterling Ball. It says, Meathead, can you cook <laughs> sweet and sour pork couch-gating? Oh, God. Ballbuster. I mean, your audience knows who Sterling is because you of interview course. him. Of course. There is nobody in the barbecue world who knows as much about barbecue and the barbecue business and the competition scene as Sterling. He's probably the smartest guy in the room, and uh, he just aggravates the hell out of me, but I love him. He called me earlier today because he knows that I have been doing sweet and sour pork whenever I get to do a TV demo. Uh It's really easy, and it's a nice grilled dish. I grill pork tenderloin. And you know the difference between tenderloin and loin, yes. don't you? Yes, oh yes. We've been over there. <laughs> and uh, I grill onions and bell peppers and pineapple. Pineapple is the best thing on earth to put on a grill. Mm. And you stir it all up with a sweet sour sauce and put it over some rice with some cashews and stuff. And it's a great dish. Kids just adore this. And it tastes just like restaurant sweet and sour pork, but it's grilled and it's not fried. Um, and we don't talk about what's healthy and what's not, but it doesn't have all the oil that comes with frying. And it's just delicious. And so I tend to do that when I'm asked to do TV demos because it's really easy and the hosts really love it. But I've done that on WGN already, so I had to do something different uh-huh. tomorrow. All right, so uh, Meathead will be on WGN tomorrow morning, so check it out if you have that station on your tube. Do you have any thoughts before we start delving into Facebook questions by and large on 2018 barbecue grilling trends? You know, at the end of the year, we love to talk about, hey, in January, this is what we said, and now it's the end of the year, and here's what we're figuring out if we were right or wrong. What are we looking at this year as a possible trend? Boy, I wish I'd had a chance to give this some serious advanced thought. Um, I... I, I'm not very good at predictions. 
I, I mean, some of the things that trends that I see are coming, and, and they're not hard to predict, All right. is that we know that pellet smokers, pellet cookers, are really on the rise. Um, uh, more and more of them, they're getting easier and easier to use. People love them. They're coming down in price. They're set it and forget it simple. They make a lovely but delicate flavor. Uh, if you're from Texas and you love the flavor of log smoke they're not for you but for most of the rest of us they're delicious i think we're going to see more of those <clears throat> i'm still waiting for the pellet smoker that does really good grilling and i have arguments with the guys from mac and the guy all the all the pellet guys out there oh you can sear a steak on our machine no you can't um well so what's one. um what's the Where's the discrepancy if they're marketing it as something that is a searing machine and you don't agree with it? What is what is it not putting forth that would change your mind? Well, just because I don't agree with it doesn't make it right. I but, understand uh, that, but if I would imagine that if you agreed <laughs> with what they were saying, you would the, say, yeah. The issue is, is to get a really good dark brown sear on a steak. To make a perfect steak, you need a mahogany surface and edge-to-edge, -edge, beautiful, rosy, 130-degree uh, beef. And it's really hard to get that good dark sear um, any other way than direct radiant heat. And uh, pellet smokers just don't seem to be capable of doing that yet. There have been attempts in that direction. Fast Eddie's done that. He's gotten that. I've actually done a, you can do like one or two steaks at a time. <clears throat> I get a better sear on a $30 um, hibachi than I do on a pellet smoker. But that said, I mean, pellet smoker, I just love the flavor. I, I love that d delicate smoke flavor, and I love the simplicity and the reliability. You set a temperature, and it, it rocks solid at that temp. Any other items that you think are trending in 2018, potentially? Well, I mean, one of your sponsors, the Barbecue Guru, had the field all alone for many, many years, mm -hmm. thermostat control. Um, and all of a sudden, there's just this flood of competitors to them. Some of them are pretty good. Um, and uh, we're seeing a lot of really interesting um, thermostat controllers for charcoal grills. I'm still waiting for the thermostat controller for a gas grill. I mean, once upon a time, my indoor gas oven thermostat died. And I was able to go online, go to the repair site. It was a GE. Find a replacement thermostat. It was like 50 bucks retail. And it worked. <coughs> my indoor oven, I set it for a temperature. It goes to that temp. I mean, it goes above and below, above and below. You know, that's this sinusoidal wave, that, but it averages the temp you set it for. Right. And why we can't do that with a gas grill, I don't know. I've heard grill manufacturers say, well, we don't think the public wants that. They want the uncertainty, the skillfulness, the uh, bull. Just bull. I want to be able to go out and set my gas grill for 225 and know it's going to hold at 225 And I don't know why, when, or how we're going to see that maybe this year. One or two guys have attempted it poorly. I think Charbroil has come out with a product. Max, you interview Max. He's 
tested that product and said it just didn't work right. Uh, so I so, mean, is, is all we're missing here a a matter of having like a a pilot light of some sort? So when it reaches the magic temperature, the burners kick off. It stays wherever, and then as soon as it reaches whatever the bottom temperature is, the gas comes back out and gets ignited yeah, by the pilot, and away we go. It. That's probably hey um, Rick Brown, who now works for us. Yep. Rick is a PHP. Uh, had a uh, PBS uh, show for years. He's now testing barbecue accessories for us. Rick just told me yesterday that he's heard of a device that I think is fantastic if it really works. He says it's about the size of a 50 cent piece, and you put it on the dials on a gas grill. All right. And after uh, a certain time, it turns off the gas. I, I mean, how many times have you gone out? Do you got a gas grill? Yeah, of course. Yeah. How many times you've gone out, throw the chicken on there, grill off the chicken, throw it on the platter, rush inside, serve everybody, and forget to turn off the grill. Wake up in the morning, $20 worth of gas out the uh, chimney. Uh, I mean, I've never done it. Get out. I've never done it. I do it on the average of once every two or three months. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I just I mean, heaven forbid you, you're you the guy that has his gas grill piped into natural gas. You'd have a $700 bill every month. Oh, God. Thank goodness I don't. No, oh, I come inside and I serve everybody. I'm the host with the most. And then I wake up in the morning and the dial is still pegged at high. You oh, know? no. Oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Supposedly, this gizmo is going to solve that problem. I like the idea. I sure. need one. All right. Uh, Meathead Goldwyn joining me here on the show. Meathead, uh, I'm going to do a little business here real quick. And then when we get back... We will start to go over some Facebook questions, so stick around for that. We're talking with Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. And I'm going to quickly talk to you about the Pit Barrel Cooker. That's a cooker that Amazing Ribs loves very much. Uh, Look, folks, when it comes to buying a new cooker, it can get a little intimidating, right? Uh, You don't know which you should buy, fire management, if you're going to need wood. Who needs the hassle? Might I strongly suggest a pit barrel cooker? The pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun and just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that turns out great traditional barbecue meats like briskets, pork shoulders, and ribs. Also can ramp up and tempt to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. Versatility all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. It's the hook-and-hang method. Places food right in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result is great-tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. That's called consistency. Not only the Pit Barrel Cooker, but the newly launched Pit Barrel Junior. Both a fabulous cooking vessel, both aesthetically pleasing. Built to withstand the heat, thanks to its porcelain enamel finish, built to withstand any type of weather... It's also extremely portable. Fits in the back of most trucks, vans, and SUVs ready to go wherever you are. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories, and the pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan to pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, specially sized charcoal chimneys, coffee mugs, beer koozies, you name it. They have a full lineup of accessories that really complete the pit barrel experience. The best part, the flagship product is $2.99. Comes fully assembled. Ships right to your door for free, ready to cook on. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com today and not only check out the regular size pit barrel, but the pit barrel junior. 
502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. Yes, they will actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about. It's great folks over at Pit Barrel. Again, regular size, $299. Pit Barrel Junior, a little smaller, like uh, 60 70 bucks less. Shipping right to your door for free. All right, Meathead Goldwyn back again right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Ready to get on the air? Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Champion Pitmasters are winning with Smithfield. You can, too, commit to cooking with Smithfield this 2018 barbecue season, and you'll receive smoke and swag just for participating. There's only a few requirements. Pay a small shipping fee of 25 bucks and be a member of one of the sport's major sanctioning bodies. Be sure to come back and track your first-place finishes in pork and ribs to win great prizes through the Walking with Smithfield incentive program. Hopefully more information on that a little later in the show. Once a Smithfield committed cook, show your Smithfield pride. Hashtag show us your Smithfield on the Facebooks and on the Instagrams. Thanks again to Smithfield for their support of the show. All right, Meathead, we were talking about uh, all the uh, the good stuff, as it were, as far as trends and this and that. But I figure, hey, let's go ahead. Oh, look what I did here. I ditched your... Hold on, bear with me. Oh, Lord. Hold on. It's well, while you're screwing around, it's can com- you hear me? No, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I just want to jump in here. Unpaid endorsement. Go ahead. Um, uh, I love the, the ad for Pit Barrel, the video, but uh, Max has tested the junior, and he loves it. And, uh, it, you know, the, it has become a cult machine. You're asking for yeah. trends for 18. And I got to tell you, anybody who thinks that those cheapo offset smokers that you see in the hardware stores like the big box stores, they try to buy them. They think they're machismo. They're cool. Get a barrel. It's just, you know, the pit barrel, I think, is as good as any of them, if not the best. It still looks macho, and it cooks beautifully. And those cheap offset smokers are just not. I see them in the alley behind homes. People cook on them two or three times, throw them out. They can't get control of temperature. They can't cook well on them. Uh, <clears throat> pit barrels are really cool, and um, uh, I, I was surprised to see them cooking pizza on, and I question the veracity of that, but uh, <clears throat> they're really great at smoking foods. Uh, I got another thing for you. I'm, I always pull up the live channel on, um, uh, you know, it's Watch Now, and I, 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 are we live there? I don't see any questions from the peanut gallery. Okay. Uh, I mean, does anybody listen to the show? Hello? Yeah, does I'm anybody listen? Okay, so let me go back to what I started saying before November. At the uh, turn of the year, we uh, will no longer be on Outdoor Cooking Channel. So uh, if you go there, you will not see live chat. Blah, blah. We are now live on Facebook. My show channel, which is available on my website for you to click on and go to. We're also live on YouTube, and the audio stream continues to be live as well. 
Hello? Well, I've been tweeting out, come hear us, and, uh, and, and I'm looking at it, and you're in a yeah. gray shirt, and there I am in a red shirt, and it's, you know, it's like, wait a minute, yeah. this is... No, that's right, not so us. I can shut this down. Yeah, shut it down. Let's go shut home, baby. Let's get these things together, because I've been, you know, I every, every second Tuesday before I come on, I do as you ask me to and spread the social media word. A couple of wet other things i got to jump in here on. We were talking about couch skating. Yes. Um, some things that I think I just want to throw out some recipe ideas for people who are entertaining for football season. Um, I mean that you know naturals, but they may not have thought about it. Finger food you want? You want stuff that you don't need knives and forks for? Um, <clears throat> of course, ribs, wings, lamb lollipops, cracklings, turkey legs, pizza. Um, pulled pork, any kind of sandwiches, hot dogs. I love to do a hot dog tasting where you taste Chicago hot dogs, New York hot dogs, Cincinnati hot dogs, Dodger dogs, and so on. That's always fun. You just cook up the dogs and you put out all the toppings and let people assemble the regional styles. Calbee sandwiches. Calbee is Korean um, uh, uh, beef. And it's a marinated beef, and here we've got the Olympics coming up in Korea. You could do kalbi. All these recipes are on our site. Rubens, um, corned beef, and I think the ultimate Ruben is with pastrami, right. and we know how to make pastrami. Um, sloppy Joes, kebabs and speedies, um, and, of course, brisket. You know, uh, how can you go wrong with brisket? So I, uh, and those are some of uh, my favorite uh, couch gating things. All right, so those uh, that last word that you said, brisket, dovetails yeah. nicely into the first Facebook question from Steve, which says, I've never made a brisket. Mm. What's the ideal cook temp? And the ideal oh, dumb temp? Wow. And to rest for how long? To pull off, how do I do this? I mean... This is, I mean, this could take its own segment, right? Well, I mean, you know, this is this is this is almost as bad as Democrat or Republican. <laughs> um, I mean, this is uh, uh, anything I say now will result in gunplay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have my favorite method, which I expound upon in great detail on AmazingRibs.com on the Ultimate Brisket page, and I talk about all the variables, all the alternatives, all the various philosophies. You, I mean, those of us who say barbecue is low and slow, go talk to Myron Mixon, who cooks his brisket at over 300. Oh, I don't know any competitor that's cooking under 300 anymore these days. Right, right. But I still cook my brisket at 225, and it comes out tender and juicy, and I'm not budging. Um, but the competitors are all cooking up there in the 300, 350 range. But a lot of them are cooking. And starts it all, The secret to brisket starts with good meat. You have to have USDA choice or better. You cannot buy just any old brisket. You're going to get shoe leather if you do. You've got to ask for USDA choice. And if you're not sure, you got to. we have a purple stamp on it. Um, or go for certified Angus beef, which by definition is always USDA choice or above. So you've got to start with a quality raw material. If you can get USDA prime, all the better. On the competition circuit, they're going for the Wagyu now, right. and that stuff costs you the price of a small car. Um, but uh, 
um, most of the competitors are cooking the three to three fifty range. They wait till it gets the right color, then they wrap it tightly in foil or pink butcher paper. Um, and uh, it seems like we're in agreement that two o three roughly is the magic number for internal temp. But uh, there's a strong contingent to say temp is not all. You've got to have the wubba wubba, uh, which right. is the kind of uh, gelatinous vibration. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, brisket is, you know, pull pork. Anybody can do a pork, but close your eyes, throw it out there. It's forgiving. Ribs, not too much easy, uh, harder. Ribs are a little trickier, but ribs are not hard. But brisket is the holy grail, and it takes effort. It takes care. I talk about it in detail on our website. Look at the options there. All right, Steve, go to the website, amazingribs.com. Sean Durant has an interesting question. Uh, before I get to that interesting question, let me give you a quick Facebook chat Feedback from you from one David Qualls. Tell Meathead I made two batches of his cat's pastrami, and it was money. So congratulations to Thank David you. Qualls. Hey, what he's talking about is I have a recipe for how to make pastrami. I call it close to Katz's. In my world, Katz's delicatessen in New York is the Constantinople, the, 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 the great pastrami capital. And um, uh, I've tried to replicate it. And the secret is, is I've got the rub pretty close to the original. So, and it, it, it's possibly one of the three or four most popular recipes on our website. People love it, and it, it, it just can't miss. It's a great recipe. Sean Durant is asking, talk about red pastrami. If anyone out there can clue us in on the right spice combo to make it, it may be a New England thing because I'm stumped. Help me, Meathead. Red pastrami. Sean, if you're watching, I am reaching out right now, and I am throttling you around the neck. Oh, dear. Well, well first of all, Sean asked me this on our website, on Facebook, and now he's coming after me. Uh, I have never heard of Red Pastrami. Hmm. He did tell me there is a restaurant somewhere in Boston that does it, and he his emails and his correspondence make it sound like it's a thing. Okay. I've never heard of it. Never and heard when of it. When it comes to pastrami, I pay attention. To make it red, you would have to use an awful lot of nitrite. And it would probably be hazardous. Now, it's possible they're using something else like paprika or something. I don't know. But my last correspondence with him, which is earlier today or yesterday. Huh. And by the way, I answer all questions on Facebook and Twitter personally. I don't have any surrogates who do that for me. Um, and I answered his question as best I could and uh, was go find out, ask them. What the hell is red pastrami? I've never heard of it. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're injecting red dye number 33. Who knows? Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining us here on the show. Uh, last question from Daniel Rodriguez, which says, Meathead, can you affect your ability to taste a lighter smoke profile if you eat too many heavy smoke profile foods? Oh, that's an interesting question. Right. Um. People who've listened before know that I had a previous career in wine, 
And I was a wine judge, and I judged wine competitions around the world. And the very first judging I did was the Sonoma Harvest Fair in 1976. I was on a panel. If you know wine, you'll know the names. Leon Adams, Andre Chalachev, Vern Singleton. These are Mount Rushmore guys. I have no idea how I got in with them. And all except Vern were smokers. Leon smoked a pipe, and Andre smoked cigarettes. <laughs> they were brilliant tasters. Um, what, what I think is going on is the effect is like wearing sunglasses. Sunglasses do warp your vision of the world, but after a while you adapt to it. Um, I, I, I think it's a matter of preference. I know that you know in Texas the smoke flavor is really strong. They use post oak, they use um, mesquite, they use strong flavored woods. And so if you're used to that, when you come to other regions where, or, or, or even a pellet smoker where the smoke flavor is light, it's like, what? This has no, no flavor, no guts. I think it's an issue of preference. I don't think it alters your ability to taste. Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com joining us here on the show. And uh, here's a... Oh. Trying to use Let's all this going. newfangled uh, technology. Uh, Doug Shiding says, must be New England style, like chowda, when he, uh, we're ah, talking chowda. about red pastrami, of course. Chowda. Yep. Um, Doug, it's great to hear from you again, Doug. Oh, okay. Here's one last one here. we got a couple minutes left, Meathead. Thoughts on yeah, using oak board scraps for smoking instead of buying oak chunk? These scraps mm-hmm. are from furniture making. Boards mm-hmm. have no stain or finish on them. Just cut down scraps or reject pieces. Are they safe? Are they good? If there's no preservatives... If there's no glue, sometimes they glue pieces together. If there's no stain, it's a great source for wood. I actually went once to, I have a, 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 a grill that burns wood at a really high temp. It's got a fan like a hair dryer in it. I'm trying to think of the cook air. Cook air. Hmm. Um, it's like 300 bucks, and it gets up to like 800 degrees temperature. It's really oh great for searing. And um, they sell, like, hockey puck, compressed hockey pucks. Um, And I went down to Home Depot and just bought some oak boards and cut them into chunks and chunk them in there. And they work great. Um, And and, and now you can control the amount of wood. You know, I mean, if you take wood scraps from, like, carpentry, as long as they're not treated... You can control how much smoke you're adding. It's a great source, and your <clears throat> cabinet makers can supply you oak and cherry and maple. So you can get, you know, because when you go to the store and you buy a plastic bag that says maple, how do you know that's maple? I mean, where's the Appalachian Control A? You know, um, uh, you know the guy in the rickyard gets an order. Hey, Home Depot wants five thousand bags of maple. Oh, we only got two thousand. Oh, throw some oak in there. Ah, they'll never notice. How do you know? But that's a good source for uh, absolutely certainty. I believe it's called blind faith that you're hoping that maple or apple or cherry or whatever you're getting is actually, especially when you're going to big box stores and things of this nature. Uh, Steve Ray has a quick question, Meathead. Smoking pork belly, skin on or off? Off. Um, the, the, the skin gets really hard and crunchy. It's good. I like to take it off 
and I make cracklins out of it. I love cracklins. It's great football watching. And I have a technique for cracklins that's really against the grain. I like to simmer them first, which breaks down a lot of the connective tissues. Then I smoke them, and they're really great that way. Uh, but I take them off, and then I smoke those pork bellies. And you can make banh mi. We have a re great recipe for banh mi pork belly sandwiches. Um, we uh, or, or yeah, I have a recipe for um, pork belly on a salad. And oh, that's the stuff. I just recently got to taste some real Kobe beef. Oh God! Oh, you're killing me. You're killing people then. who aren't seeing the video. Greg is throwing up pictures of uh, pork belly cooked and uncooked. Um, but the fat ratio is about the same as Kobe beef and bacon, of course, and it's just a treat. Uh, if you haven't played with pork belly, play with it. Uh, Meathead, last question, I promise, and then we'll let you go. Kevin Legg wants to know, I love, I I love go, Meathead. I love Meathead. How does he like his steak, and what's his favorite cut? Real quick. Uh, medium rare, 130 degrees to 135. Um, and my absolute favorite cut is the rib cap or the spinalis dorsi. It comes off the top of the rib roast and wraps around the eye of the ribeye. It's that little edge cut that always overcooks when you do a whole roast. Peel it off. It looks like a giant salmon when you peel it off and grill it up. It's like Kobe beef. It's phenomenal. I have a whole article on um, uh, the spinalis or rib cap on amazingribs.com. If you have any other questions, hit that website, why don't you, amazingribs.com, and ask Meathead all of your most intimate barbecue and grilling questions or pressing questions. Of course, it doesn't have to be intimate. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we will look for you again next month. Good night, and good night to the Centralites. Thank you. There he is, Meathead Goldwyn, right there. Meathead Goldwyn in the windy city of Chicago. And he does answer all the emails, like he said. So if you have any questions for him, go ahead and shoot him a quick email. He'll be more than happy to answer. Amazingribs.com. All right, let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack before we wrap the first hour. They make smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shack has the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookshack.com, or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have one of those. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Morn. The FEC 100 and PG 1000, always customer favorites. Why? Because the PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Slow and low or hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call them, 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit the website, which is, once again, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com.
All right, we will come back, wrap the first hour. Thanks to Meathead Goldwyn again for joining me the last two segments. Stick around, we'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Facebook question coming in from Angela Iverson. Greg, you coming to the NBBQA conference? Well, currently, the answer is I am definitely planning to be there. I don't know if that helps you out. That's uh, middle of March, working on a few finer details. Let me tell you, the uh, National Barbecue and Grilling Association's uh, annual convention is, you know, pretty... It's a... uh, it's an investment now, especially if you don't happen to live in Dallas-Fort Worth. I forget what the exact fee is, but it's it, I think to attend all that stuff is close to 700 bucks. Then you got to hotel up if you don't know somebody that lives down there. That's probably going to run you six, 700 bucks, depending on how long you stay. And then, like for me, airfare. So that's kind of a, a pricey thing. However... I do believe, according to Ray Lampy last year, if you're a fanboy of barbecue, especially on a Saturday, that is the place to be. So the plan currently is to head on over to the National Barbecue Grilling Association and do live shows a couple hours a day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then return back to Seatown on Sunday. So hopefully that answers your question. Tim Braden Jr. make porn rind, uh, pork porn, pork rinds out of the skin and bacon bites. Sorry, can't say burnt ends out of the belly. That's all right. You don't have to say burnt ends, Tim. Say what I say, swine cubes. Uh, if I can get to that at some point in the next hour, I'll get to it. I had my first go around with swine cubes this past weekend. Got a nice eight-pound... Smithfield pork belly and had my first foray and relearned the most critical and basic lesson for the beginning barbecuers. If you are a beginning barbecuer, if you just got a new pit, get to know it. Spend a lot of time around it. See if you know where the hotspots are. See if it has hotspots. When it does make note, how much hotter is it? All things that you want to know before you decide to go to Penzi's Spices for about two hours and then come back and a partial travesty, a partial travesty is taking place. I have it well documented. If you follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, you saw it already. But if you didn't, I'll hopefully get to it here. A little bit later in this show, maybe top of the second hour, 
If you didn't hear about it on Chad's show, I'll also talk about the National Pro Barbecue Tour and how it won't be around next year. I'm sorry, this year. It is 2018 now. So uh, sit back, relax, and get ready for the second hour of the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. This is Jimmy Burns from Melbourne, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine, how you want? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard the Barbecue Central Show. If you're just tuning in live here in about 13 minutes from now, Emily Detweiler from Smithfield will be joining us to reveal, amongst other things, the 2018 Smithfield Grant Program recipients. If time allows, we'll talk about the Committed Cooks Program, the Walkin' with Smithfield Program, all that good stuff. And then uh, helping me close the show out this evening is... Steve Grams from the San Antonio Barbecue Cookoff, the, the rodeo and stock show. Yeah. It's all about barbecue here on this show. April 25th. John Dawson weighing in Remps. Lest you forget rule number 13 no open drink containers on the desk. That's right. Lucky number rule 13. I didn't forget about it. I have uh, 13 tattooed right there, so I never forget again. Let's go ahead and race back to a few more Facebook questions here. Angela Iverson asking what the name of the big rib fest there in Columbus is. Uh, honestly, Diane. Diane. Honestly, Angela, I have no idea what the... the is it the Columbus rib fest? <laughs> I have no idea. In in Cleveland, we have the uh, Cleveland Rib Burn-Off, which is downtown at the Executive Airport, Burke Lakefront. That's where all the most high-profile people bring their private jets to then launch three or four minutes to the downtown area. I mentioned uh, Penzi's Spices, and Diane Mee is asking, hey, what did you get at Penzi's? Love their spices. Well, what did we get? We got some like dried jalapeno. We got, I think it's called Fox Point Spice. I got some black pepper, un, uh, like the, the peppercorns, so I can put them in my pepper mill. Got some lemon extract, which I do not. Uh, none of the extracts. I mean, we got like fruit extracts, but I can't drink those. Can't drink them. They have alcohol in them. So, nope. 
lots of stuff. I mean, you can easily go through a nine and five and ten thousand dollars worth of product there. It all smells great. It's all there for you to smell. It's wonderful. Thought about getting the the hot chocolate, but didn't get it. Probably next time. So if you are a subscriber to this show, you noticed this past Friday that the first installment of the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less showed up in your feed. Uh, This Friday, John Solberg has put together a great show that originally aired December 17th of 2013, so almost five years ago. On this particular show, Stephen Reichlin makes an appearance and... A first-time guest and meat historian, the author of In Meat We Trust, Maureen Ogle, appears on that show. That was a great interview, by the way. Let me quickly review what you will get if you listen to the special Friday supplement, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. You get two segments in each full production. Each segment is 10 minutes or less. We also have the original show link in the show notes. So you can go back, click on that original air date, and listen to the whole show from start to finish. So while we say it is the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, just from a value-add standpoint, I wanted to make it longer than 10 total minutes. So each segment, 10 minutes or less. So you're roughly looking at a 20-minute or less commitment for the whole show. Two segments, 10 minutes or less. Great stuff, too, by the way. I highly suggest, and a lot of people sent me emails going, I forgot about that Sam the Cooking Guy and Danielle Bennett interview that you played Friday. I went back, listened to the whole show again. So that's what we're kind of looking to do, regenerate some really cool older shows back in the archives that maybe you forgot about or want to go back and listen to. We sparked that interest, sparked that love affair again. So if you do not concurrently subscribe to the show via podcast in any form, you will need to hit up my website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and then subscribing via podcast. That's the easiest way to get it going forward. And since you can subscribe in some way, be sure to rate and review that show as well. And again, if you don't have a smartphone or you don't want to do podcast, just come to the website every Friday morning and you can, I would imagine it would be the first post that shows up there Friday morning, but it'll be well delineated being a supplement show. Uh, Or if you just go into the small drop down arrow under show archives, there is a best moments of the barbecue central show in 10 minutes or less heading as well. And then if you click that, it will only be as the catalog builds those best moment shows. All right. So if you don't know, and as I had said on uh, for, for many, many months that the national pro barbecue tour was indeed in very much trouble just released today since 2011, this from the Kansas city barbecue society website, kcbs.us under the news section, go ahead and uh, pull that up under the heading national pro barbecue tour. Since 2011, the National Pro Barbecue Tour has been supported exclusively by Sam's Club as a pre-existing, I'm sorry, as a presenting sponsor over the past seven years. 
The popular tournament-style series has helped KCBS grow the visibility and reach in promoting barbecue across America. Through this partnership with Sam's Club, we have awarded over $3.4 million in prize money in the, 20, in, in the 211 total combined competitions. KCBS and Sam's Club are currently evaluating the National Pro Barbecue Tour and exploring ways to better serve our members. We're also considering options for making adjustments to tournament-style model. We understand the importance of keeping you informed so that you can plan your schedule for 2018 accordingly. At this time, we do not anticipate contests for the National Pro Barbecue Tour during the 2018 season. As we continue to grow our organization, we seek to build strong partnerships with supporting sponsors. We value the participation from Sam's Club with the National Pro Barbecue Tour and the many other ways they support our mission of promoting and enjoying barbecue worldwide. So if you are a fan of this show, you know right off the bat that this is not a surprise. When there was no mention made that there was going to be a renewal prior to the year turning, and then the year turn, now we're into that full second week of January. And I had just sent an email to KCBS's board saying, hey, here we are, second week, still have nothing. And the reply I got back was, we still can't talk. We have nothing new to release. And then 24 hours later, you have a full unveiling that, uh, and I quote, we do not anticipate hosting contests for the National Pro Barbecue Tour during the 2018 season. So as uh, Chad Ward had said previous to the show, if you watched it, uh, you know, Sam's Club was a the major sponsor there for the last six years. This would have been uh, the beginning of the eighth or seven year. This would have been the beginning of the eighth. Uh, this is kind of a blow to competition barbecue. Over the genesis of the Sam's Club series or the National Pro Barbecue Tour, aside from people getting their first call or maybe their first grand or what have you, it has been a wildly popular and successful series. And I think over its lifespan became one of those majors to win. So if you weren't a team that went out and cooked 25 or 35 times, but you happened to be a really good cooking team or somehow you were able to pull that magic off a handful of times during the course of that Sam's Club series, if, if you could cook really good three times, you were walking away with not only a local and, and regional potential championship, but you could be walking away with an overall national championship as well and a lot of money for three contests to be up there to win. Plus, they, they paid pretty deep when you look at meat categories. So there was a, a lot of money. Five hundred. Uh, it was always billed as you know, 35 cities, $500,000 in cash to be won, eternal bragging rights, blah, blah, blah. But to not have that this year is really disappointing. And I'm, I'm hoping against hope that it isn't a foreshadowing that competition barbecue has seen the apex but what's the alternative was there not enough value shown from the other side to have Sam's want to sustain 
I would love to get the inside scoop on what exactly transpired to not have one of the most revered series all of a sudden not show up this year. But again, no surprise if you kind of track how business works. All right, folks, are you looking to turn up the heat on your barbecue skills this summer? If so, this summer, this year, how about 2018? You ready to turn it up? Let's turn up together. You need to get your hands on the most advanced ceramic cooker and high-tech barbecue accessory to hit the market. I'm talking about the all-new Monolith Barbecue Guru Addiction and CyberQ Cloud Controller. Launched last year by the Barbecue Guru, this is the world's first temperature-controlled ceramic smoker and grill with a built-in power draft fan. It's going to give you the easiest and most successful barbecue experience to date. These must-have new products will make barbecuing easier than ever before. It'll be your new secret weapon for cooking delicious food each and every time. Ready to buy? Of course. Head on over to the website bbqguru.com and grab them up while they last. If you have any questions about what to order, don't guess, okay? Please call them, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website bbqguru.com. And as I've said here before, if you get the monolith grill or the monolith cooker and you already have an existing guru controller... You're in luck. All you have to do is hook the controller up to the fan. It's built right into the cooker. You're ready to rock and roll. Maybe you have an old DigiQ or a Pitminder or something along these lines. You don't have to go get a new controller. Certainly, if you want a new controller, I'm not here to tell you to not get it. Get a new controller if you want. Get the CyberQ Cloud. But it's got the fan in it already built in, so you can just hook up a controller if you have one, and you're off and running. Once again, bbqguru.com or 800-288-GURU. Oh boy, oh boy, guess what? Grant program talk coming up next. Stick around, we'll be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookingPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. The website, of course, Cookin' Pellets, C-O-O-K-I-N, CookinPellets.com. You can purchase there. You can download their free app. I did. It's very cool. You can also purchase on a little website called Amazon.com if you feel more comfortable doing that. No problem. You can do that as well. CookinPellets.com or Amazon.com. Don't worry about voiding any warranties or anything like that. That's poppycock. I think it's illegal, too, so don't worry about it. CookinPellets.com. All right. My first guest in the second hour, known affectionately as the Pork Princess Too Many. She is the Senior Brand Manager for Smithfield Pork. Tonight, as many of you are tuning in, we will reveal the events that will be getting the 2018 Smithfield Grants here to do the unveiling and perhaps to talk about some other barbecue topics. As a friend of the show and supporter of the show, Emily Detweiler. Emily, how are you? 
I'm doing well, Greg. How are you? Absolutely fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show as always. Happy New Year to you. Did you do anything fun for New Year's, Emily? I actually celebrated at home with great friends, family, and we cooked. We took a night off from barbecue. We cooked some amazing Alaskan king crab legs at home, and it was just awesome. Sometimes you can run the crossing the line of too much bar. I mean, it seems outrageous to say out loud, but sometimes you can get a little <laughs> too close to crossing that edge, right? Uh, it is possible. It is possible. Yes, indeed. Emily Detweiler joining me here on the show. All right, so let's go ahead. If we, if do we want to tease it a little bit and talk like committed cooks program, or we just want to, you know, get right after it and and talk about the reveal of the grant program. Sure. Well, let me just first say, you know, again, seven two thousand seventeen was such a great year, and really appreciate all of the support that came from the barbecue family. Um, you know, it was the launch of our first annual Smoking with Smithfield grant program, and we were just pleased with so, how many um, um, events applied for the grant. You know, we had 180 people apply the first year, which we thought was awesome. We launched our first annual Smithfield Barbecue Classic in Smithfield, Virginia, so another great first. Um, we had just a phenomenal year in terms of the number of teams that signed up for our Committed Cooks program. So. Really, really pleased, and thank you to all of your listeners, all of the fans of Barbecue, for supporting us and helping us, you know, continue to invest back in the sport of barbecue. That's what makes it possible for us to be able to give back with our time and, and our dollars to this sport. So, really appreciate the support. You know, we certainly want to congratulate uh, congratulate getting basted with Brad and Pork Team of the Year. Certainly, a big congratulations to Travis uh, for Team of the Year this year. You know, I think the KCBS banquet this weekend will be a really nice uh, culmination of 2017. So I want to make sure we have a chance to acknowledge all of the success in 2017 before we we kick off 2018. Emily, from a from a, a growth standpoint, and you know, you obviously have people to to report to. The feedback that you're getting from them, and obviously you're continuing to do a grant program again this year, a committed cooks program. So there has to be some type of perceived success and growth visibility from the higher-up standpoint that continue to want to do this? Absolutely. Yep. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, it is my job to make sure that uh, we're communicating those results to our uh, senior leadership so they see just all the great success that we're having because of the support of everyone out there who's listening. Um, so what I would ask, you know, if you if you like getting extra money in, into competition barbecue, if you like um, having the support out there, please continue to support us, whether that means going to the store and buying our products, showcasing that on, on social media, you know, using the hashtag smoking with Smithfield, all of that really does help. And, you know, we are certainly seeing the results and we're able to take that back into our retailer partners um, and show them that, you know, people are looking for the quality of Smithfield products and it makes a difference. So, Definitely keep doing what you're doing. Um, it enables us to keep doing what we're doing and continue to invest in the sport of barbecue. So all of that makes a tremendous difference, um, and we know that the cooks like it because certainly they like the deepening of the prize pool and just the support that we try to show out there on the circuit. Emily, this might seem like an odd question. I mean, obviously you're, you're a little biased because you're in Smithfield, but are you surprised to see the success that the product has had in winning categories. We talk about pork team of the year and things of this nature. Has that exceeded expectation by chance? 
Um, I would say, you know, I'm certainly not surprised because I'll say it's a very high-quality product. Any of our lines of, of product, whether it's our Prime or our Smithfield Fresh Pork, kind of the Black Label, or the Extra Tender that you can find at Walmart, you know, all of those products really start with high quality. We know what the teams are looking for when it comes to great marbling. Um, we've really honed our craft, and quite frankly, um, you know, I think people that have seen the product at uh, King of the Smoker and certainly some of the guinea pig events and the Smithville Barbecue Classic that have had a chance to try it on their own um, are really starting to see that quality, and we, we couldn't do it without a quality product. I mean, I couldn't just sit here and try to tell people to use our product if they didn't believe that the product was a good quality at a, at a reasonable price. So I think that's really what it all stems from. And then from there, you know, we can just do so much when people believe in the product and start to love it as much as they have. And, and that's really where my role comes in is to, to talk about that quality and make sure people know it and they can try it and love it um, and continue to give back and then further invest in the sport. Emily Duttweiler joining me here on the show. Uh, Smoking with Smithfield.com is a website you're certainly going to want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, before we get to the, the grant program reveal, if we could talk uh, or refresh a little bit on the Committed Cooks program, obviously, and I think like a few tweaks that happened this year versus last year, but uh, by and large, more of the same to a certain degree. Absolutely. So, you know, again, we would encourage we would encourage everybody who is interested in the sport of competition barbecue to be part of our committed cooks program. And basically, at, at a core, what that means is, you know, we're encouraging people to sign up. You can easily go to smokingwithsmithfield.com uh, to sign up to be one of our committed cooks teams. We're taking up to 500 spots throughout the year. Um, we will continue to not only give you great swag when you sign up, but we will have prizes and incentives throughout the year. Um, one of the things that we'll be doing throughout the year this year is rewarding folks who, um, who come in first in those important categories to uh, most important categories to us, uh, pork and ribs. So um, we certainly encourage you to sign up for that. Again, you can do that at smokingwithsmithfield.com. And um, again, we're going to limit we're going to cap it at 500 teams this year. We saw just absolute tremendous success last year and ended up doubling the number of teams. So um, we do still have a few spots left. So if you're interested, we would certainly encourage you to go to smokingwithsmithfield.com and sign up to be part of this great program. There is a small shipping fee. The other thing that I noticed is you need to be part of one of the major sanctioning bodies in order to, to take part or, or be a committed cook, correct? That is correct. Yep, that's correct. Is that to, to help? Um, to is, is, is that to, is that at all to help kind of the, the health of each sanctioning body, regardless of which one you, that you like to be a member if you're going to be cooking? You know, I would say the reason, honestly, the reason that we did that is just because, you know, the majority of what's happening from a circuit perspective is happening within a, a, a sanctioned um, event. So that's really the primary reason. Um, I would say it also gives us uh, a better way of actually tracking. So, you know, again, to your earlier question about uh, being able to continue to, to invest in this sport, it's by showing results um, both within our organization as well as to our customers. And so, you know, by being able to track things like hashtags and people who are part of sanctioning bodies, all of that really does matter. So, um, you know, again, we would certainly encourage folks who are pleased with, with what we're doing and, and the investment that they're seeing um, to get out there and use that Smoking with Smithfield or even 
uh, Smithfield brand hashtags so that we can see all of the great things that you're doing and show us those great pictures of your product, uh, both when you're in the store and certainly throughout your cook so we can see those great things and, and be able to showcase that. So um, everything that is happening, both at the events and on social, it definitely has a huge impact. That website, again, is smokinwithsmithfield.com, Committee Cooks Program. So go ahead and snatch up some of the few remaining spots here. All right, wow, this is very exciting, Emily. Uh, We're going to go ahead and reveal the 2018 grant program recipients. So without any further ado, I will turn the stage over to the stage. The mic over to uh, Emily Detwater, who was firmly on stage somewhere, uh, no doubt about it. So uh, I will... Turn it over to you. <laughs> I'm coming to you live tonight from uh, Newport Beach, California. Oh, very nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, unfortunately, it's raining here. It hardly ever rains here. But um, anyway, I'm just glad not to be in the Arctic cold of the Midwest tonight. So, um, so this year we received almost 300 applications from events across the country. Wow. And again, we just are so excited about that. Um, it was really a difficult choice to be able to uh, narrow that down. Um, we are going to award 41 grants tonight, and then we'll have an additional wow. 10 that we're doing as a product donation in-kind event. So taking us to a total of 51 events that will be supported um, through product or through cash prizes. So without further ado, we're going to do this tonight in uh, order of the date of these events. So we're starting right in January, kicking it right off January 20th with Slabarama in Bullhead City, Arizona. January 27th, San Antonio, awesome, awesome event there in San Antonio, Texas. March 3rd, we have the Fire on Ice Barbecue World Championship in Anamia, Minnesota. March 24th, Hammond Barbecue Challenge in Louisiana. April 6th, we've got Smoke in the Spring, Osage City, Kansas. Uh, also April 6th, the 8th Annual Bull Moose Somerville, Tennessee competition. April 8th, we've got Smoke on the Border in Gravette, Arkansas. April 13th, Beesville Spring Fest in Beeville, Texas. Excuse me. April 20th, we've got Rock and Ribs Barbecue Festival in Springfield, Missouri. Also April 20th, we have the uh, 13th Annual Hanor Smoke and Red Dirt Barbecue in Enid, Oklahoma. Also on April 20th, the High on the Hog Festival in Winchester, Tennessee. April 21st, Suncoast Barbecue and Bluegrass Bash in Venice, Florida. Moving into May, we've got Jiggy with the Piggy, May 4th, in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Same weekend, May 4th, Masters in May, Appleton, Wisconsin. May 12th, the Barbecue Jamboree Double in Fredericksburg, Virginia. May 19th, we've got the 7th Annual Valley Veterans Barbecue Competition in Valley, Nebraska. May 19th, Chesapeake Jubilee in Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh, Also May 19th, we have the Grand Lakes Barbecue Festival in Langley, Oklahoma. May 25th, Westmont uh, Red, White, and Barbecue Contest in Westmont, Illinois. Moving into June, we have the Smokin' and Steel in Owatonna, Minnesota. Same weekend, June 2nd, the Big Blue Barbecue Championship in Marysville, Kansas. June 16th, we have the 2018 Almost Heaven Barbecue Bash in Weston, West Virginia. June 22nd, moving out to California, we've got the Silicon Valley Barbecue Championship in Santa Clara, California. Uh, July 14th, we've got Gold Ribbon Barbecue Fest in Green Bay. That was a great, great event last year, so we're really happy to be able to support them again. Mm-hmm. Um, July 21st, Smoke on the Mountain, the Virginia State Barbecue Championship in Galax, Virginia. 
July 28th, up in Smoke Barbecue Bash in Mason City, Iowa. Also, July 28th, we've got the Great Texas Mosquito Festival in Clute, Texas. Also, July 28th, Smoke in the Grove, Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. Moving to August, August 18th, we have Smoke Fest in Marshall, Minnesota. August 23rd, we're excited to be coming to Washington Island, Wisconsin with Death Door Barbecue. August 24th, New Holland Summerfest, uh, New Holland, Pennsylvania. Moving into September, happy to support uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters Riverfest in Decatur, Alabama. Also, September 14th, uh, Tilly um, Harley-Davidson Biker Blues Barbecue Rally in Salisbury, North Carolina. September 15th, Abandoned Barbecue at the Point in Carrollton, Kentucky. September 23rd, Q by the Sea Barbecue Competition and Festival in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, bringing some love to the East Coast. September 28th, The Great Rollville Roast in Rollville, Mississippi. October 13th, Cooking on the Cob Barbecue Contest in DeSoto, Kansas. October 13th, the Mississippi Delta State Barbecue Championship in Cleveland, Mississippi. October 19th, the Harper County Bullseye Barbecue in Harper, Kansas. And last, but certainly not least, is December 8th, the Briscoe Ranch Barbecue Cook in Uvalde, Texas. And we, as I mentioned before, we're going to have another 10 that we'll be uh, announcing where we do product only. But uh, all of these competitions that you, you heard will receive an additional cash uh, prize purse where they will deepen the prize pool across all categories. So, you know, certainly for us, pork and ribs are, are the most important, but we do believe in, in really supporting all of the cook teams and the events out there. So um, it's our goal to truly help these competitions deepen the prize purse across all of the categories uh, to be able to give back to the cook teams and to continue to inspire people to just get out there and, and keep cooking on the circuit. So uh, we will list the full list of teams on smokingwithsmithfield.com. It's not live yet because we wanted to we wanted to let you hear it first, Greg, for all of your listeners. Thank you. Um, Much appreciated, by the yeah. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lest anyone and, think. You know, again, I would say thank you to everybody for applying. It certainly is not an easy decision, and I would just encourage teams that maybe didn't hear their event uh, name called tonight to just continue to come back. We're already accepting applications for 2019. And lest anyone think that this is Kansas based or like Midwest, I mean, we're talking Minnesota and Kansas and West Virginia and California and Florida and North Carolina, Virginia. I mean, you are spreading it all over. So when you are, when you get 300 uh, or so applications from a criterion perspective, what things stand out to you as, you know, separating one as a possible versus, you know, one that might need another year or two or whatever before it, it, it gets consideration? Very fair. Great question. So, you know, at the end of the day for us, it's really all about events that put on a really great, well-organized contest for the cook teams. And we have um, a really strong committee of not only you know, Smithfield folks, but also some of our, our top influencers um, that are out there on the circuit as well, that we spend a lot of time talking about these events and really thinking about what is the best event for the actual cook teams and, and certainly how they're also able to engage the public. But for us, you know, it really is about having a great, well-run, well-organized contest where the cook teams have what they need from a services perspective. Um, we certainly like to see events where, 
Um, not only are they qualifiers for things like the American Royal, the Jack Daniels Invitational, um, but we also like to see things where the whole family can get involved where possible, whether that's through, you know, a dessert category, kids' queue, things like that. So, you know, all of those factors certainly weigh into it. Um, I can't. I can't say, you know, we wouldn't support every event if we could. We would absolutely love to support every single event out there. Um, but we, unfortunately, we just have to, we have to put some parameters out there at some point. So, um, again, we're so excited for the events that heard their names called tonight. Um, we would encourage those who didn't this time to continue to come back. Tell us how, you know, you're continuing to grow as an event um, and really putting the cooks first and, and um, things like that. So, uh, we're really excited for those those events out there, and certainly for the cook teams that are listening or, or will tune in eventually to this show. You know, we certainly hope that um, this list helps you make your schedule, and you know, we hope that you continue to support the events that Smithfield is investing additional prize money in, whether you're a Smithfield team or not. You know, again, I we truly do believe in the spirit of barbecue and. And that extends beyond any one brand, but it, it's just been so much fun to be able to support this great group of people um, who love barbecue and who love each other. And that, I mean, it's just, it's an awesome, awesome thing to get to experience. So, Emily Detweiler joining me here on the show. Uh, let me ask you one quick Facebook question that I'm getting from Andy Allen. It says, Greg, can you ask again what the deal is with taking first place in ribs or pork, which I believe is that uh, walk-in with Smithfield? Yeah, so with the Walking with Smithfield program, if you sign up to be a Smithfield committed cook um, and you win in first place pork or ribs, we will have additional prizes and incentives that are available to you. So uh, the first thing I would say is sign up to be a committed cook on uh, smokingwithsmithfield.com and we'll continue to uh, basically, we're going to do kind of a self-reporting thing this year where you know, you'll show us your results and that'll open up the door for additional prizes uh, within that Walking with Smithfield program. So we're really excited about that this year as well. Completely off topic, but kind of on topic. I know this year in, in the NASCAR segment, you guys are moving off of Richard Petty Motorsports, moving on to Stuart Haas Racing, and your son is kind of that budding NASCAR fan or <laughs> crazy man or whatever. Does he have to change drivers? Uh, the good news is, no, he does not. Oh, have to thank change goodness. Drivers. Oh, my. That's like the worst <laughs> thing to ever have to do is change your driver, right? I know. It really is. So I um, had a very nice opportunity to be able to tell Eric Almarola, uh just how excited <laughs> we were to bring him back on. Um, obviously, we're really looking forward to, uh, to Daytona and the rest of the 2018 year. Um, we're really excited. I think Eric's going to be behind some amazing equipment, and mm-hmm. we expect great things out of him. And certainly, working with Tony and the team at Stuart Haas, they've just been great partners um, already. So we're excited for this year. Uh, even more excited. I was learn. I was excited to learn that uh, Eric and Joey Logano are very good friends. And as much as my son loves Eric, he also <laughs> loves Joey Logano. So I was oh. able to give Eric a little competitive, uh, you know spirit there yeah so, joey uh, joey very good at winning <laughs> yes he is 
<laughs> no doubt. So uh, we don't have to change drivers. We just have to change numbers and some of our gear in our household. But uh, we'll make that change. Continuing to put money where their mouth is. It is Smithfield and Emily Detweiler. We've just revealed the uh, 41 teams that are getting the grant program. There's 10 other teams getting product. Uh, that'll be mentioned here uh, also uh, later on. Uh, Emily, Always appreciate the time and truly appreciate the exclusive that you give the show here tonight with this reveal. And, uh, of course, whatever you need from me, obviously, I'm here for you guys. uh, And thanks again for your time. Well, thank you. And, again, thanks to all the listeners for continuing to support us. You know, I just I can't stress enough that we couldn't do what we do in the sport if it weren't for the support. So uh, keep showing us the love and keep showing us that smoking with Smithfield hashtag, and we'll keep putting money back in. All right. Thanks, Emily. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Greg. There she is, the Pork Princess, Emily Detweiler from Smithfield. 41 teams just announced, and again, all over. Not just in specific regions. It it is wide-reaching. Missouri, New Jersey, Kentucky, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Texas, Iowa, Virginia, North Carolina. Crazy. Good stuff. All right, let me talk to you quickly. And uh, thanks again to Emily Detweiler from Smithfield. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com, all right? Number one online shop for all things barbecue. Curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue. In no time, everything at Big Papa Smokers has been pitmaster approved by Sterling Ball. From award-winning rubs and sauces to American-made grill smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. If you're looking to improve the flavor of your competition barbecue, Big Papa Smokers has combined forces with fellow rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is known as the West Coast Offense. Over the past handful of years, the WCO has cornered the market on competitive barbecue and redefine the flavor profile that cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They are also the proud owner of the award-winning Granny's Barbecue Sauce. Looking for a new go-to barbecue sauce that will please everyone? Granny's traditional yet powerful flavors that remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Find Granny's Barbecue Sauce and other top-rated sauces at BigPapaSmokers.com. Aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces, they also offer a wide variety of cookers. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac Two-Star General Pellet Grill, the exclusive online dealer for Mac that is Big Papa Smokers. they got special packages available. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, try the Old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. How about the M-Grill, backyard guys and gals? You want something that's going to last forever? Built like a tank, the M-Grill is the one for you. If you're not sure of what grill you might need, you can't go wrong with any of them. At BigPapaSmokers.com, they have something for every kind of backyard cook and budget. It's clear that Big Papa Smokers, the place to go for all things barbecue. If you have any questions, dial them up, 877-828-0727, or shop their website. At BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. All right, we are back with Steve Grams to talk San Antonio barbecue cook-off. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. 
You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi or cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. What works for you? I don't know. You tell me. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, your luck, Fireboard, fully integrated with both. You can just say, hey, so-and-so, do this. Check that temperature. Raise this. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or visit fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Anyway, to help close out the show is my friend Steve Grams. He's the chairman, barbecue, cook-off, and uh, festival committee chairman for the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. Let's head on over and welcome him back in. Steve, how are you, buddy? I am so excited to be here, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly uh, where the, the the lines have been crossed, but uh, we do have a few minutes left here, so we're going to go ahead and uh, talk a little San Antonio barbecue, if that's all right with you. Uh, Steve, before we you yeah, if, before we do that, if we could just get a very you know brief background about you for the folks who just might be tuning in for the first time or for the first time ever because it's a brand new year and they're just getting into live fire cooking, uh, kind of what your experience is and what your background is in the live fire aspect. Greg, it's always a pleasure to be with you. I've, yeah, I've been doing barbecue competitions as a promoter for just about a decade now. I, I started uh, mostly in Texas, and I've done uh, created a few events with events like Bucks and Barbecue. We created a big event uh, called Turn and Burn and paid out a record dollar amount uh, we did a Western Barbecue Series where we did three events and paid out well over $100,000 in prize money. And uh, I've, I've done a few things along the line, and now I'm working for, I say working for, I'm volunteering for the San Antonio Stock Show Rodeo Barbecue Cook-Off and Festival. And uh, you, you talk about a rock star group of people putting on this event. Wow. Holy moly. From a event standpoint, if you've never been down to the San Antonio uh, Stock Stock Show and Rodeo, the Barbecue Festival there. You know, how does that compare to some of the bigger events that we have heard about before as well, like a, a Houston, for example? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, compared to all of the other events in North America, we are the second largest sanctioned event as far as team count goes. Last really? year we had 324 wow. barbecue teams. So I would imagine uh, it's second, think- uh, second only to the American Royal Open then? Yeah, they, they've got about twice as many as we do. <laughs> they're, they're well over 600. Holy moly, they're, they're, they're big. Uh, Houston last year had, uh, even though they had more space, more spots, they're over 400 in spot count, they only had about 220 teams last year. And so we had well over 100 more than they did. Uh, but Houston, they're, they're great friends with us. We, we They actually uh, helped us get our cook-off up and running about 22 years ago when we first started. So they're, they're amazing a group of people of, just a great ally for the entire barbecue industry. And as you said, Steve, one of the major delineating points between you and Houston is that San Antonio is a sanctioned barbecue contest, IBCA, correct? You bet. Absolutely. We're, we're proud to be part of IBCA. Uh, we've been sanctioned by other groups in the past, by uh, Texas Gulf Coast Barbecue. Uh, prior to that, it was IBCA. And IBCA is a great, uh, it's really the dominant force in Texas. 
you know, you've got your chicken halves, your nine ribs, and your nine brisket slices. And it's, it's pretty much, as I said, the dominant force for sanctioning bodies in Texas. There are other groups, but that's, that's really the big one. Now, this event is, is coming up fairly shortly, correct? Oh, gosh. In my mind, it's like tomorrow. It really is. <laughs> uh, but no, it's about two and a half uh, teams start moving in two weeks from tomorrow. Wow. Uh, but the event takes place for the general public uh, the last weekend in January. So that'll be the, the 26th and 27th of uh, January. Love to see lots of people come out. We've got so much to do for not just barbecue teams, not just our 300-plus barbecue teams, but general public, live music, vendors, all kinds of great stuff. Steve, I don't know if I'm letting the cat out of the bag here or giving you good news that you didn't uh, good news that you didn't know about, but Emily Detweiler was just on the segment before you. San Antonio is a 2018 Smithfield Grant program recipient. How about that? That is absolutely fantastic. Emily and the entire Smithfield family is has been a big part of our event. They were major sponsors last year, and it's, we're so excited to keep them on the program and keep them part of our San Antonio family. You know, we always say that nobody ever really leaves barbecue from San Antonio, and uh, Smithfield is just, they've done so much for the industry, for us, and for so many events that, that, are, that are up and coming, for events that are established. It's great to be working with a partner like Smithfield. Does San Antonio have its own style of barbecue? Obviously, the state of Texas is widely known from a high level as being its own barbecue mecca. You have the Carolinas, you have a Memphis, you have a Kansas City, you have Texas. But does San Antonio have its own um, derivative of barbecue within the state? Oh, Greg, you make me smile. I love it. This is this is one of my favorite things to, <laughs> to comment on. I think we've talked about this in the past. You know, what, what's fun about barbecue is that it's it's not just cultural. It's not just regional. It's personal. It really is. You know, you drive 50 miles in any direction, and it's different. And not only is it different, I mean, if you go to somewhere, like if you're from Texas and you go to the Carolinas, or you're from Memphis and you go to Kansas City, or you go somewhere else, it's not that what you do is different, is that it's wrong. You know, people <laughs> people are so passionate about barbecue, and that's one of the things I, I, I truly love most. Uh, so San Antonio does have, you know, br- brisket is king in Texas, without a doubt. And that, that is the, the number one go-to meat that everybody knows, everybody grows up eating. Uh, chicken is pretty, I don't want to say standardized, but chicken is something that, that everybody eats. Not as many people grow up in Texas eating ribs. So you've got more people that are so dead set on this is what brisket is supposed to taste like. You know, your dry rub, your moist and tender, you don't put sauce on it at all, in Texas that is. Uh, you might put it on while you're cooking, but you don't serve it with sauce. I mean, to be proper. And then um, uh, chicken is, is kind of a, you, you have three people, you get four different opinions. Ribs are the wild card. Pork ribs are, are just one of those things where not as many people grew up in Texas eating ribs. So the best way to eat ribs in Texas depends on who you ask. You know, you have three people, you get four different opinions. I mean, would it would you be safe potentially using a, a brisket-style rub on ribs and hoping you can get away with that? You know, I, <laughs> you might get away with it. I, I've, you know, I, I do not just the promotion side, but I do a little bit of competition cooking myself. And I've had some – I've been fortunate to have some, some rib success. That's probably my team's uh, better meat or best meat of, of all the ones that we cook. And typically what we do, generally speaking, is sweet beats heat. That's our general statement on, on pork ribs in, in most places, certainly in Texas. Uh, now, if I'm going to sit in the backyard and just eat ribs, I love a good dry rub. Uh, but the ribs that we turn in and the ribs that a lot of people 
uh, who compete when they do well, they're typically on the on the. I don't want to say completely sticky and wet, but they're 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 on the wetter side as opposed to dry, and they get a nice sweet, just a little tinge of heat, but uh, they're more on the sweet side without a doubt. Steve Graham's joining us here on the show. Steve, let me steer it back to the cookoff coming up here in a couple weeks uh, before I let you go, and I appreciate the time tonight. Is San Antonio similar to a, a Houston or you know some of the other? The thing that never ceases to amaze me, just in Texas by itself, when you're looking at a competition standpoint, routinely the team turnouts are in the hundreds where you don't see that. I mean, if you get hundreds somewhere else, it's like, wow, this is an exceptional turnout for this particular contest. In Texas, it's like something that happens every day. The best cooks are always competing against 150, 160, 170 other teams. Is it is it more of a bragging rights kind of a win and a belt buckle or a hat, or do you get a pretty hefty check as well if you win the whole thing? Well, at San Antonio, you, you get all of the above. Uh, yes, there are quite a few events that are in the 100-plus category. Uh, I've competed in some. I've helped promote some. I've been a part of a number of them where it's 150, 170, and the prize money is fantastic. Uh, you know, you're looking at $10,000 plus. Some of them are 30, 40, 80,000. Turn and burns over $80,000 right. now right. in Pleasanton. And San Antonio, we upped our, our payout several years ago. So we're paying it. Last year, we paid out the entire dollar amount for the weekend was around 40,000, almost $40,000 last year. Uh, this year, it should be right up in line with that as well. And the prestige is probably the biggest thing about San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo's uh, barbecue cook-off and festival. Um, we, we give away the same trophies that we've always given away. And just to brag on myself just a little bit, uh, back in 2014, <laughs> we, were, we were blessed enough to have a brisket call. And it was a sixth-place brisket. And that, that banner, as I step out here and look, is still hanging by my fireplace. It's a... One of those uh, trophies, it's a pennant-style banner that is just, it, it's just, it's the prestige of the event is the biggest, most impressive thing about San Antonio Rodeo Cook-Off. The bragging rights are what makes you rich. It's not the cash. Oh, that's true. You know, money gets spent, <laughs> but we've got uh, great reciprocal uh, arrangements with right. a number of other cook-offs. You know, when you win at San Antonio Rodeo, you get to go to Houston. They've got a spot reserved for you. Uh, you get to go to a number of other events where admission and, and spot and everything is already reserved. Uh, there's, uh, we've got great uh, reciprocity with a number of those events. So it's not just winning San Antonio and then you're out and done. Uh, it's something you can, you can truly hang your hat on. I mean, you get a beautiful belt buckle and all the prizes are great. But no one can ever take away what you accomplish when you beat that many people, when you actually... Uh, just you know, cream rises to the top when you actually achieve something of this magnitude, and not just because I'm a part of it. You know, it, it's because it it really is a premier, one of the few premier events that we have in the United States. I'd say it's, it's certainly one of the top five events that exists in all of competition barbecue. Steve, what are the dates again? It's always the last weekend in January, so this year it's going to be the 26th, 27th, uh, the Friday Saturday weekend. If you want to come out, we'd love to see people. Uh, general admission is not that expensive. It's like 15 bucks to get in, but we've got live music. There's vendors, there's food trucks for general public. There's food vent, barbecue vendors, lots of stuff to do. And well over 300 teams. I think our spot count this year is 372 barbecue wow. spots. So wow. it's, we got a lot of people putting smoke in the air. No uh, doubt. Last weekend in January, without nope. a doubt. No doubt about it. Uh, Steve Graham's my guest here this evening talking about the big event coming up in a couple weeks in San Antonio. 
Steve, really appreciate the time. Sorry about the uh, technical connections there up front, but uh, hopefully we can get you back for a recap. Greg, you're awesome. We, I mean, I'm more of a big Chief Talbot number two pencil guy, but I, I do appreciate you having me on the show. We'll look forward to talking with you real soon. You got it. There he is, Steve Grams from the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, the chairman for the uh, Barbecue Cookoff and Festival Committee. So let's uh, go ahead and see if I'm not going to. Uh, I'm just going to dump out of this and we'll just scoot right to the ghetto. How about that? All right, so look, first and foremost, Meathead Goldwyn came on in the first hour. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Amazingribs.com is his website. Check it out if you've never done that. Then in the second hour, we talked with Emily Detweiler from Smithfield. She gave me the exclusive 41 teams getting the 2018 grant program from Smithfield. Awesome. You can go back if you missed all of this. You're just tuning in now. You're like, no! Don't worry. Subscribe to the show. Go back on my Facebook page. Rewatch it. That's fine. No problem. Various ways you can get, of course, if you go to smokingwithsmithfield.com, you'll be able to get the full list there as well. It should be live here shortly. And then Steve Grahams for a short segment to close out the show talking about the San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo. He's the chairman of the Barbecue Cook-Off and Festival Committee. Big show already planned up for next week. Stephen Reichland's going to be there. Don't forget, this coming Friday, a new edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. So once again, as I've said before in this show, subscribe to the podcast. You'll be happy that you did. Until next Tuesday, uh, I'm sorry, September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.